Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am Amber Stitt, and today I welcome my colleague, Brian, from Echelon Technologies with us today. So welcome, Brian. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So being Cybersecurity Awareness Month, I thought you would be perfect for the audience because we need to really dive deeper into the the idea of cybersecurity, but also really do some myth-busting because I think there's a way that we potentially have grown up thinking that um, IT might be able to be the only solution, but I actually met you through webinars talking about cybersecurity and implementation inside the, the office setting as a way to prevent the business owners from a lot of um, risk because there's some training that's involved with employees or that's what you were teaching us about phishing and so on. So I thought we would start by introducing you and what you do over at Echelon and then maybe what your team can help with and maybe uh, kind of the history, your background, and then we'll dive into some high level 101 of cybersecurity for the awareness month this month. So I'll pass the mic to you and let you uh, do a little background on yourself. Sure. Thank you. And again, thanks for, for having me. Um, again, hi, everyone. I'm Brian. I'm with Echelon Technologies. Uh, we are a managed IT service provider. So think of that as kind of like a third party, like a virtual IT department for our clients. So we handle everything from your help desk to your projects to uh, keeping the bad guys out in the first place, which is what we're talking about today is the cybersecurity aspect of things. So uh, my background, I actually graduated from U of A. Um, back in, uh, I don't want to date myself too much, but back in uh, 2001 and uh, been doing the uh, IT thing pretty much ever since. Graduated with a couple degrees in computers that really aren't worth the paper that they're written on because it's changed so much right. over the over the past decades. Um, but uh, so then uh, did a stint out uh, with some software companies um, out on the East Coast for a while, and then came back to my roots here in Arizona. I've been doing the managed IT service thing for a while. I'm the director of operations, been here at Echelon Techs for about five years now, cool. and been doing uh, in IT for about roughly 18 to 20. I think, oof, that does date me. Wow. That's okay. So, I think when you mentioned your graduation year, uh, I remember that year. That's the year I moved from Ariz- to Arizona from Nebraska after finishing college. So we're on the same page. We, um, yeah, we're right at that cusp of not being a millennial or just that final year, right? <laughs> right, right, right. We're the young Gen Xers, right? 
<laughs> so with Echelon, um, we actually started off, uh, this is kind of the second iteration of the company. We started off as Arizona Tech back in 2002 um, and um, built the company up to be with a pretty substantial client base uh, to the point where we actually got bought out by a bigger uh, managed mm-hmm. service provider who will remain nameless at the time. Sure. Um, they proceeded to turn... Um, our client base into numbers as opposed to names. My boss, the owner of the company, was uh, brought was stayed on with the the purchasing uh, MSP, and uh, found you know within nine months he actually left because he just saw what was happening with his clients and um, waited for the non compete to wear out and then came or to. To, to expire and then came back as Echelon. So we've been uh, doing that ever since and have uh, proud to say we definitely brought back the majority of those old clients that that had left at the time. So, so really pretty cool stuff. It's a testament to my boss for sure. Oh, good. Well, so that sounds like I always like when teams are working as efficient as possible. And then really, it sounds like you're customizing for the client. It's not just like getting all these memberships and just running everything on autopilot, you really wanted to dive deeper with each client's needs, even though there's some that are always foundational. That's really, really cool. So it sounds like you love what you do. It's always nice. (laughs) We do. I I love it. It's uh, every day. There's never a dull moment, really. I mean, the the world of, of IT and cybersecurity is definitely... Uh, ever changing, ever evolving. Um, you know, we actually did start off as just that traditional kind of break fix IT company. Um, you know, a number of years back, but I mean, I want to say seven seven years ago, they really took a step back and 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 refocused and and, and really started honing in on cyber and being more proactive, mm-hmm. uh, protecting from a, from a three hundred sixty degree standpoint, which I'll get into later. Um, so that's really been the focus, and it's really been successful for us. Yeah, I think that we grow up thinking, or even as a business owner, or you are an employee and you have the IT department. Hey, IT, come help me fix this problem. But now it's really, you, it's important to have the two departments and the second department being cybersecurity, correct? 100%. Um, that's one of the biggest questions we get from small to medium business owners is, you know, they say, you know, why would, why would they go after me? Why do I, you know, I'm so small. Um, and furthermore, doesn't my IT cover my cybersecurity as well? So two major problems right there, which we can get into. Um, sure. If, if we're ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, I'm, I'm guessing that the smaller business could be the one that's not putting all the parameters up and just they're more vulnerable right. as a business to these predators online, right? 100%. Um, in fact, now for the first time really since uh, the pandemic, we're seeing small businesses are the number one targets today. Um, you know, small business owners think that it's just the big guys like the Colonial Pipelines, the JBS Foods. Just this morning, I heard about airlines, major airports across the country getting hit with uh, cyber attacks uh, and that tied back to, to the Russia. That's the other thing, the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine. All of this has brought a lot of heat on the U.S. And it's not just enterprise organizations. They're still getting hit. But for every one major attack that you hear about in the news with a major company, there's at least a hundred more that have happened to small and medium businesses that never get reported. Kind of like um, the, the, the big victim will be on the media channels, but for every one, there's so many more behind the scenes that are just not being reported. I would say a first, kind of like if we were to maybe do some myth busting here, the first myth would be just assuming IT can 
be your everything. We, you have to fold in that cybersecurity department and that team, correct? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, and I hate to say this, but we kind of did this, you know, my industry, we, we did this to ourselves in a way because for so long, prior to cybersecurity being such a big thing, um, we said, you know, we got antivirus. Mm-hmm. You're okay, right? We've got a firewall, you know, uh, on your router. That that should be good. But all of these, like, consumer-grade firewall, right, back in the, in the day. So um, things have changed sig- significantly. And um, these protections, minor protections that we, you know, recommended in the past really just don't cut it. And small to medium businesses being the prime targets, I call them soft targets. We are, we're softer Mm -hmm. targets because we don't have the budgets for those high end enterprise security solutions that, you know, HBO, Netflix, um, Target, um, you know, all these big entities that they get hacked all the time, right? So, so they still get hacked, but again, we are the ones that they want to use so soft targets, but also gateway targets is another way I put it, because they want to use us to get to the bigger fish, which we can talk about. Okay, so enterprise bit. means just these bigger businesses, like the. Right. Okay. Right. And then soft target would be just someone that's not assuming that something can happen to them. That could be really any one of us, um, even just in our homes, working from home or on the road, um, syncing up to Wi-Fi in the airport or secure through the hotel. I mean. That's a risk a lot of these, a lot of us take, whether or not we're business owners, correct? I mean, we really have to not rely on these open, mm. unsecured Wi-Fi. I mean, that's just, is that a gateway right there? 100%, 100%. You'll see all of us in the IT industry, we'll never have our Wi-Fi just turned on, ready to, to catch any any open signal that's, yeah. that's out there ready to grab us. So that's definitely, you know, open Open uh, Wi-Fi, it, it, public Wi-Fi is definitely uh, a high-risk uh, option. We were just at a <laughs> conference, and I'm trying to do a mobile podcast station for my women in insurance and financial services. And we all paused because, okay, is it – so the, the, their, their IT person was walking around, their media person, and he goes, you know, none of this is really secure. I mean, it's through the, the hotel, but we all had a hot spot just to make sure that we were – we were okay there. We were not going to open up and then, then there's not always the best signal. Um, so that's just something I think for people that are traveling and as you go to the airport, different things, just to be aware of not just relying on that. And then, um, we'll talk a little bit more about kiddos in a different, uh, episode where just the general popping of that iPad or uh, that tablet on could be a, a risk, but let's go back to the, um, back to, uh, Originally, when I met you, it was through a webinar that that talked a lot about training your teams. And so if you're not doing the work, almost like you might have your standard HR uh, webinars about sexual harassment or some of those legal things that compliance might require for the financial services departments or whatever it might be, cybersecurity training should be at the forefront for any onboarding and then continuously I think on an annual basis, right? So I'm going to let you talk about that a little bit, what you recommend. Sure. So within an organization, I mean, your people can either be 
your your strongest defense, your human firewalls, or your weakest link. And nine times out of ten, they're your weakest link for sure. Um, you know, these days, even small business, they have better security technology protections in in place. Things that I'll talk about later, I'll go more into depth on. But like your firewalls, your spam filtering, you know, things like that okay. that do help at a top level. But it's the human error factor no. that they're really that they're really uh, uh, seizing on right now. And so uh, phishing simulations, ongoing training, that's imperative for any small to medium business. So the problem there is that so many SMBs, small to medium business, right? Um, so many SMB owners don't put a much value, much importance on that. So they do the bare minimum annual compliance you know, training, they might do their 45 minutes for the year in, in one swoop and then and then they're done with it. I have tons of clients that are like that right now. Well, I just said annual. You're telling me, Amber, no, that's not enough. It should be. I mean, it's not in my opinion. Okay. It's really not. So I mean, then there's certain businesses, I think Echelon's one of them that does have updated, it's not evergreen, it's updated technology, maybe once a quarter. Is that something that should sure. be implemented? That's a good idea. It's, it's better. It's getting there, right? I have some clients that take it on a weekly basis. So okay. where I'm going with this is it's, it, the training, it needs to be new school training. So the days, the old school training with the pow- long PowerPoint presentation right. like you saw me do, right? As I'm standing up on stage, rattling off a bunch of things for an hour, that's boring. That puts people to sleep. And do they retain much of that? No. So little five, 10 minute increments here and there. That's what's key repetitive, ongoing. Repetition is key, right? It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you have to keep your guard up at all times because the bad guys know that we are the weakest link, mm-hmm. especially right now, depending in, in, in the industry as well, says it all, right? I'm not going to get too much into that, but CPAs, they're extremely busy right now trying to meet their okay. October 17th, 18th deadline. And uh, so right there, they're much more prone to to maybe clicking on that link because that's oh, that client who told them, hey, I've updated this information here. I have this this updated piece of information for you. And then they open that attachment, click on the link, whatever it is. So we need to stay frosty, right? We need to stay savvy at all times. And ongoing short snippet training is really in my opinion, the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and there's easy ways to deploy it too. And I think your training, you're talking about, you. do you deploy these fake emails on purpose to the team so they can see what is really going to come through their inbox? Is that what you guys do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so who gets to create those? That would be probably a fun task is to be the bad guy, kind of, to see. It's like a game, I'm sure. Unfortunately, it's not a good one. I like the way you asked that question. So the bad guys actually help us with that. So our clients report phishing emails to us, right? So they say, hey, is this phishing? We check it out, determine whether it is or is not. If it is, sometimes we'll take those and then you fold those into, we'll we'll turn them into simulated phishing emails. But our vendors on the back end also do that. So now I have some top, you know, um, nationwide vendors in the industry that work with exclusively with managed service providers. And they're the engines on the back end that are blocking. We have a particular tool that will scrub an email that's coming in. It'll check the attachments. It'll check your... um, Check the attachments and hyperlinks. And then also anything you send out is going to scrub. Oh, now, okay. 
That's a risky statement because a lot of people say, oh, well, then that's dummy proof, right? I don't have to worry about it. Mm. No, it's always a cat and mouse game. And the, and they're all, the bad guys are always two steps ahead. Yeah. You know, okay. No so I would say myth number two would be assuming once a year training is enough. I mean, I think some people assume just a little bit of training will get you there. It's innovating. It's, it's happening real time every day. So keeping in front of it is, is important. So thinking that IT is going to cover all of them, we kind of touched on that, but let me get back into that a little okay. bit more. Um, so with your IT department these days, any small to medium business, um, if they're doing their job right, that's all they have time to do, right? So they're reacting to what's going on in the organization. They're those password resets, right? The printers, I can't get the printer to work. My email's not going through. My computer won't turn on. You know, yeah. what's going on here? So they're constantly maintaining uh, operational efficiency, right? That should be their number one focus. Um, so if a business owner then asks them to, on top of all of what you're doing, because that's a full day in itself, take handle our cybersecurity for us. Well, you're going to get mediocre at best because it'll be a best effort possibly, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get the attention that cybersecurity really requires, which is proactivity. Yeah, being proactive. Oh, and I think one of the things I wanted to, to, to circle back to is when you're talking about CPAs, for example, these bad guys will know that, all right, certain firms have these seasons. So if People are working long hours, long projects, like 12-hour days to go through some of these deadlines. If that's your business and the nature of your business, that's probably when you're going to be subject to more of this, this uh, uh, risk factor. So really trying to be sure that you're not moving too fast and still being aware and that training can help you stay in front of that and notice certain things, even when you're tired working on um, those longer days. you got to be still you got to be paying attention because that's when you're you're going to be potentially under <laughs> the microscope of some of these people looking for you. Absolutely. 100%. And business email compromise, BEC, is the number one way that they get us. Okay. So yeah. it's emailing us at the, at the right time of day, when we're stressed, when the pressure's on, applying that right amount of pressure in the email itself, you know, good, bad, or ugly. You know, sometimes it's, hey, can you, I'm, I'm updating this. You'll get rewarded in some way if you respond to this soon, or you're going to suffer some kind of consequence if you don't respond to this soon. So they really apply that pressure and get their victims to, to let their guard down. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I was at an insurance conference and I heard a story. It was about three people talking about their firm. There were certain things that were being emailed from the boss or the team, and it wasn't completely out of the nature, some of the words that they were using. Um, Brian, I know that you've taught a couple clues in some of the emails, things to look for, whether it's a dot, co, or different uh, arrangements of the emails or the domains could be an easy way to spot something, especially when it looks so close to your, your team's emails. Is there a couple pointers you could um, provide the audience with on that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of different methods that we employ. So one as simple as this is stop, look and think, right? So just stop, look at the email and think about it. That in itself. So the other is the slam method. So you look at the subjects, you look at the links, you look at the attachments, and then you look at the message. Okay. So different things to think about, um, especially what, what really um, 
gets the bad guys where they fail in their phishing attempts is the verbiage, is the language. Unless it's really mimicking that CEO, um, then that's, that often throws, you know, the, the, the employees oftentimes get a funny feeling about that. But that's what we're, that's what our point is. If it feels off in any way, shape or form, pick up the phone, call someone, verify, yeah. send an email to your support team. That's the problem. We just don't pick up the phone anymore. No one wants to talk on the phone. I don't know what the problem well, is, but. Yeah, I think that's an important thing because if you're just going to send another email, what if that's the wrong email to be forwarding and sending or you don't know if you're compromised? So picking up the phone and validating that way in a different mechanism, using that as a uh, another verification is important. And you're right, picking up the phone. I know that we don't do it that often, but sometimes you just need to get that quick answer because the ramifications and consequences can be so so bad. And I know that you're going to talk about that in some, some future episodes. Um, so high level cybersecurity 101, I know you mentioned phishing. What's the quick, easy explanation of what phishing is for the audience? So phishing is going to be a fake email, right? That uh, is going to prompt some kind of action from the user, from the victim. Um, usually there's going to be uh, an attachment that has some kind of malware, malicious something in it, um, or a hyperlink that has some kind of malicious uh, code in it. Um, or they're going to, again, pressure the victim to uh, divulge PII, that's personal identifiable information. Right. We're going to hear more about that. So that's a big one, right? So that's things like your first name, last name, address, okay. uh, date of birth, phone number, social security number, things like that. So now they realize that all they got to do is poke and prod us a little bit and we'll give up the goods. That's the problem. We, you know, that's the human error factor. Something that if, if someone were to listen to this episode and just walk into work, what would you recommend somebody just to start today? Look at your people and talk to them about the importance of email. And if, if, if your business lives and dies by email, which most do, right? That's, that's a primary means of communication. Um, then you're at risk. Then you have a target. And you need to be aware of that. That's the biggest thing you can do is be, is accept the fact that I'm a small business mm -hmm. and I'm a target. I'm a prime target. They want to use me to get to my clients. They don't care about me so much. Mm -hmm. They want to impersonate me, the CEO, and get all my employees information, get all my clients information, get all those financial details that they can pull. So think about that um, and then stop, look and think at those emails Apply that SLAM method, look at the subject, look at the links, look at the attachments, and look at that message. If any of those things raise a red flag, then reach out to your trusted IT echelon. Reach out to me. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That was a shameless plug, but I will take it. I do agree. <laughs> um, and, and that was actually my second thing I wanted to bring up. Implementation is, all right, if you don't have that IT team that you might employ, maybe you contract one in, Find one, but then find the secondary component, which is almost obviously fixing problems with tech is always important, but then pull in a team like yours to then add that second layer. Because if you're picking up the phone and calling the CEO and they're traveling, they're not available, then they could call the person in charge of the department to say, can you look at this? Can you verify this for me? Having that backup source has helped me. I know you guys have helped me in the past with that. So, um, mm -hmm. so that's great. So 
being Cybersecurity Awareness Month, is there anything else? I know that we're going to start talking about a little bit of some strange stories in our next episode, but as of today, just for overall awareness, to wrap up this episode, is there anything else you want to share with, or maybe even some statistics, anything that you want them, the audience to know before we wrap up today? Let's stick with the, the stay with the IT and the cybersecurity working together. I have a ton, way too many scary statistics and stories for you. Perfect Halloween. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> for today, let's, or for, yeah, for this episode, let's talk about the fact, or let's wrap up with the fact that really small to medium business need needs both departments, the IT and cybersecurity working together. So there's this a term called co-managed IT. So most companies have some form of IT in place already, be it a, a IT freelance person, a third party company, or an internal person that they pay that's on payroll, right? So uh, cyber departments, cybersecurity companies such as mine can work in tandem with those individuals. We're not there to take their jobs. We are there to make their jobs easier, yep. to make them rock stars, really, in the eyes of the owners, because mm-hmm. they're the ones that brought this cyber team on board that's really protecting their organization from a 365, 360-degree uh, uh, perspective. So that is really imperative for business today, because cyber threats, cyber attacks are not just an IT problem anymore, they're a business problem. It's all about the risk in the organization. Mm-hmm. And with what we're finding these days, um, the risk is significant, yeah. so, especially when in the financial sector. I mean, it is far more than it ever was before. Yeah. And it doesn't only affect the immediate team and the owners of the business, but the clients. It can be really right. um, just a trickle down effect. So I really appreciate you giving the pointers today. And I'm going to give a lot more of these acronyms and the links. Uh, there's a couple other things I'll put in the description box for the audience. So I really appreciate your time, Brian. And for Thank all the you. Pathways audience listeners, I hope this was helpful and we'll, we'll see you in the next episode. Sounds great. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.